0: This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine year NBA vet, Eric Strickland.
1: Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight
0: tournament champion. 93.7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club
1: president, Jake
0: Bakovan. I love Billy Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Buck. Hold up.
1: Happy Thursday to everybody out there. I'm Jake Bucklevin. He is Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. And we are On the Block. And uh, I have to say, there is no Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle. He's out on vacation today, but uh, we'll still call it Thirsty Thursday and have some fun. So if you want to have a a drink uh, while you're listening to us enjoy Thursday, Thursday. We just can't quite do it with you today. I think Kevin Meyer will be back uh, next week as we get that going once again. And uh, Strick, this is, uh, we, we had to, uh, it's, it's I guess already a throwback show, I suppose, because uh, now we, most of the time we're having shows in studio uh, and now you are on the road, but still kind enough to join me for a few hours here on the block. How's, uh, how's travel and how are you doing down there, uh, out there?
0: It was, listen, i in no form or fashion want to duplicate what happened yesterday. I guess there was a lot of storms. Um, are you able to hear me clearly? Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. I guess there was a lot of storms um, out of the Southeast. And I got on my flight out of Omaha. And then when I got to St. Louis for my um, transfer, they said, okay, there was going to be a delay. It was going to be like 10 o'clock so a couple hours get something to eat relax do some stuff work on the computer next thing you know I just keep getting these freaking messages bro the messages just kept going 10:45, 45 11 15 12 30 back to eleven forty. all of a sudden it got to like one one o'clock and I was just sitting there at, at um in the terminal And I saw there was a flight right next to me that was like midway to midway, Chicago midway. And I said, I'm getting on that (laughs) because I'm not going to get stuck sitting here because I just figured, you know, because, you know, if you understand flying, you know, pilots have a certain amount of time in which they can be in the air. And unless you have some backups, if it's not a hub, you're you're stuck. So I said, I'm going there, got in an Uber, boom, shout out to the hotel, got here, rested. I'm good to go.
1: So you're in a different city than I expected you to be is what you're saying. No, I'm I'm here but when I
0: landed in Midway I just Ubered. Oh, okay, the, I see what you're saying. To Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so it it wasn't it was ideal only then. An hour and a half, so it wasn't too bad, but I got here before, I got to my hotel before they freaking would have even discovered whether or not they were gonna. Uh, fly Still,
1: or not. oh my goodness! Well, at least you made the right yeah. decision then. Uh, that sounds so. like just about as much as a disaster as you could have for a plane ride. So uh, yeah, that that's too bad. Um, but at least you're there, and uh, hopefully. So when did you uh, when did you lay your head down?
0: Probably about 1,
1: 30, 45. Yeah, Yeah. well, that's not too bad, I suppose. We can get some sleep. i just say, just pushing it a little bit more. Uh, I did want to get to this, and I was kind of teasing on the Ticket Water Cooler the whole show, so I never got to it. But in any case, Adrian Martinez wants to be successful, and apparently that's rubbing um, some Nebraska fans wrong. He was on the Big 12 radio uh, on Sirius XM the other day. He said, uh, quote, The narratives I'm fighting against, well, I haven't been to a bowl game, and I haven't had a winning season. Now football is a team sport, but I play quarterback, and oftentimes... You get associated with those kinds of things, and I want to win. I want to go play in a bowl game, and I want to win a bowl game. So that was the reason, another reason why I came here. I feel like we have a great opportunity to win. Of course, he's talking about Kansas State football, and... Just because he threw in, that's why I chose to come here, or something like that. Nebraska fans, at least some on Twitter, have to feel uh, rubbed the wrong way. Though I will say this: I don't know. I don't know if it's outrage or like faux outrage or who's driving up the the outrage from these comments. Because everything I saw on Twitter was like, "Yeah, I don't think we're, I don't. I'm not too mad about this comment because it's understandable." What else is he supposed to say? You know, when you when you, that he chose Kansas State. Um, you know, part of it you want to say, you know, it just it's coach speak just to say some, you know stuff or you know team culture and, uh, you know, they, they said all the right things and all that. Um, and you want to win. Why wouldn't you say that sort of thing? It's no
0: different than what uh, Darvin Ham had to say when he went to um, LA. Yeah. You know, you've got Westbrook in the room. You've got players. You've got to make sure that they gel and they're on the same plane together on, on one accord. They're cohesive. And if you don't say the right thing, that can change the whole dynamic of everything in the room right there on the spot. So of course he has to say Adrian Martinez, we're speaking of, he has to say the right words. He's the leader of that locker room. Basically <laughs> it's going to run as his ship runs. And if he's in there talking great and lovely and all hunky dory and everything is uh, pie, uh, great pies in the sky. Then at the end of the day, you can lose that team. You can lose them. They may not block for you the same, you know what I mean? Go tell them to go block for you, you know? So yeah, there's a lot of things that can happen. He's got to say the right things.
1: Yeah. And for what it's worth, when he was at Nebraska, every offseason, it wasn't like just kind of mumble around or um, say the wrong things. He was all always very good about, about being in front of the podium and, uh, you know, saying the right things, which was what you want to hear, which was you know we're going to win this year, we're going to try to get to a bowl game, we're going to you know you have all these different um, objectives to to check off your checklist. Um, it just I, I think some people see it as a slight that he I guess specifically brought up the bowl game and the fact that he hadn't played there and, and you know that is it is a mark against him. It's interesting. Uh, I was listening to Josh Pate too, who's a college football does his own college football radio show, uh, and he went out on enough of a limb to think that Kansas State could be. Um, maybe the, the surprise of the sleeper team in the Big 12 Um, because of his belief in Adrian Martinez. He said he talked to somebody, a, a source well enough, that thinks that he's kind of a perfect fit in that offense. And we all kind of thought, like, as soon as Adrian Martinez's name came up in the transfer portal, that was one of the first names. Obviously, there was connections there with his girlfriend going there. But you kind of just think, yeah, I mean, he, he would kind of fit into that offense um, depending on how they run it. I'm more intrigued than anything is that, I don't know how much truth there is to it, but I've heard him say it before, is that he part of the reason he wanted to go to Kansas State was to prepare him for the next level. Some people joke at that or laugh at that, think he's not an NFL quarterback, whatever. I don't think he is either, but I do understand his goal is to get to the NFL, and why wouldn't it be when you're a four-year starter at Nebraska going into your fifth year in major college football? Um, and so part of that is to not take the beating that he took at Nebraska, basically, with a lot of quarterback runs and read options and all that stuff, I don't. I, I'm. I'm. I'm very intrigued to see what their offense looks like because that's what made Adrian Martinez successful. It's not his passing game. You get, you're not going to go a heavy passing game and have a successful season with Adrian. You got to utilize his weapon, the threat of the ground game, and almost play. You know, I think it, it would fit very well as we've talked about before. in An Iowa type of offense where you don't rely too much on his on his arm, and then when you have play action, he can deliver that sort of pass.
0: I mean, I, exactly. I, I think, I think a simplified offense,
1: non-complex, non-complex
0: route running, where he has to overread and do a whole bunch of reads on on the secondaries and their coverages or their switches of coverages or how they're they're you know they're 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 making alignments and they're showing you one thing and then you you probably have to simplify an offense. I think for Adrian right now, I don't think he just has. The, the complexities of being able to read and make adjustments and make audible calls or change, you know, root combinations or the abilities to throw back shoulders or, you know, just all of those things that you would need as a, as a great quarterback to be able to do. I just don't know if he has, that. I think he, he's a tremendous athlete. I think in times, in spots, he, he's got a good enough arm. He can make the throws. Mm-hmm. I just think his accuracy is sometimes missing. So if, if he can work on those areas, I still don't think he'll be an NFL quarterback, but somebody may um, take a chance on him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's uh, I, I think that part of it, too, again, was was the offensive line here at Nebraska and not giving him enough time. That certainly hurt. And then he kind of got happy feet because of it. So it didn't allow him um to develop the way that you would want to. But I mean, he's it wasn't like we were sitting there watching him read his progressions and, and go through routes. And, and obviously it's it's a big you have to have a lot of trust in your quarterback to have them call audibles on the field and uh it just didn't seem like that was was happening too much out there um so you know maybe that's something we see with Casey Thompson and the new offense is um you know just kind of okay i see this zone defense lined up i know that you know my slot receiver should run a you know a slant or a deep out instead of you know, what, what a sit down route or whatever he's doing. Can Casey make that audible? Um, that'll be inter- interesting to see. And I don't ex- necessarily expect it right away, but maybe as his uh, career progresses here. Uh, the other part of the about that is interesting, too, is Casey Thompson. I know his goal and eventually is the NFL. It's a lot of these guys goals. You, have, you know, why wouldn't it be if you're that highly regarded and at that level? Um, I'm interested to see if he uses his two years of eligibility. I mean, it, it all, all of it has to do with how good of a season he has this year. Um, but with his kind of smaller stature, you know, that's hurt quarterbacks in the past. It's been something that you can overlook now if they have amazing athleticism um, or are able to just kind of show off on the field one way or the other. Um, he doesn't have that. I mean, he's mobile enough but, uh, I, I, I mean, between him and O'Shawn Mathis, I don't think there's any way Oshan Mathis comes back for another year um, because, basically, he said in his interview coming aboard to Lincoln was, um, I tested my name out in NFL waters. They said, you know, give me one more year of tape. Um, and so that's what he needs to do unless he has an awful season, which, obviously, we don't hope for sure. to begin with. So I don't have too much hope there. But I think there is a, a, a chance that Casey Thompson, you get two years of him here in Nebraska, where I think a lot of us are kind of viewing it as a – one year rental, um, and with a lot of these guys, it's fascinating because the one year rental—you don't want to build a program like this year in and year out, right? This is a specialty NIL Frankenstein type of roster um, because it just wouldn't have looked all that well-rounded or you know fearsome if it was going to be without the NIL additions, or I should say the transfer portal additions. Um, but uh, I, you don't want that to be a long-term. It's not a long-term sustainable goal. You wouldn't think at Nebraska, though. I, I do think they can grab eight to 10 guys a year, and they should because they're one of those teams that can stand out in the NIL world.
0: That's why I think it's important to make sure of who's behind you. That's why I've asked the question about, you know, Chubba Purdy and and what other quarterbacks that we want to see develop or even get some time, get a little bit of uh, – get their feet wet a little bit, Right. And I think that's important because it's really still got to be a foundational build. It cannot be a transfer portal build in in your program. You still have to have foundational pieces. You still have to have well-rounded, grounded, and people that are going to be able to grow with the program. And so you have to balance those Oshon Mathis types with your foundational program types. And we talked about that in basketball. It's the same thing. You have to have a balance of those guys that probably are going to try to transition out early and you still have to have those other guys that are just great college basketball players. And so you have to find a mix of those. We've seen that um, over time, once they catch up with you that the Kentucky model of a whole bunch of one and dones, it doesn't work. Yes. You win games because of just the athletic prowess that you have. But when it comes down to winning the big ones, that usually is, is, is reserved for those individuals that have that foundation built, the Jalen Brunson types, you know, that have been there for a long time, that have been through the wow. ringer, been through the fire with those teams, and they know what to expect when it comes to crunch time, right? That's why I think it's still important. You have to still find that mix and you have to find that balance because otherwise, you, you know, you're continuously shuffling the deck and there's just no consistency in that.
1: Yeah, uh, it's 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 gonna be a, a good balance, I think, and, and an interesting balance as they move forward with it because um, you know you're never gonna turn down an O'Shawn Mathis. So if you have a chance to to upgrade your position here and there, um, but it's gonna be more patchwork um, than somewhat of an overhaul that they had this year. Um, hopefully down the line, but you know that's that's also part of the risk, I suppose, in building a team this way. And I, and I think that that's um, maybe not as um, you know, it's it's kind of out, out there and everybody kind of knows about it. So maybe it, it's not as big of a storyline as it should be. Um, but this is very unique to Nebraska in this season. You know, there's never with Scott Frost and, and the way that they've kind of built this team um, for this upcoming season, It, it does, there's not a whole lot of historically you can look back and see in college football if you can bring in, you know, 14 or 15 transfers and start 10 of them and if it's going to work it just hasn't been too much of an option so it's kind of the new age of college football uh nebraska's on the ground floor of it uh for this upcoming year and i can't wait to see the results and but even further down the line i just i can't wait to see if it does work this year what happens in year three i mean michigan state has been somewhat active in the portal and they were known as a portal winner um the previous season, obviously with Kenneth Walker being the lead of that. Um, but there are other schools out there. I don't, I don't think Georgia's, the national champions have added anything. I know Iowa had like maybe one portal addition. So, um, not everybody's jumping aboard, uh, but Nebraska certainly is. And, and with a heavy hand. And so we'll kind of see how it goes, but to, to be fair to them, there was, they didn't really have too much of a, of, of a chance here. Um, you also wonder without the NIL, um, opportunities and the transfer portal, um, would Scott Frost even re retained another year? I mean, if you just look at the returning roster last year um, alone you know, I don't know how much that factored into it for Trev. I don't know he didn't have the the uh, the <laughs> the you know, the ability to look at it like we do now. He didn't know you were going to get all these guys, but he certainly knew that Nebraska was going to be active, uh, certainly in, in with the quarterback in the transfer portal and uh, you know plenty of those other positions. So uh, lots lots to be kind of figured out here. I know a lot of people don't like the changes in general in their life, but changes in college football, um, but it does add quite an intriguing dynamic. As I, I don't see change going anywhere anytime soon. I think every year we're going to see quite a bit of change. And and certainly we're going to see that with the conference uh, structuring pretty soon. Go ahead. but uh also off the text line I do want to want to get to this um Ben says Adrian's uh, going to dice up the big twelve with his legs those defenses are soft as cotton so Ben is at least uh pretty excited about Adrian and maybe what he can do um I know there's another text in here that's gotten of uh John and Cortland says Adrian 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 wish him well loved you when you were here goodbye time to move on uh, I know a lot of people feel that way too I'm uh, again, I to me, I'm intrigued to follow this season partially because your four-year starting quarterback at Nebraska is now at uh, Kansas State. So uh, I, I think that it, it adds a, a little element of, of fun in that way. And there's going to be that comparison. It's going to be all year long, and it's going to heat up, especially if Kansas State gets a big win and Nebraska struggling, or vice versa. And then you can kind of look back at the last four years and really get your answer of you know what was the bigger problem there. Um, so uh, just fascinating to see how all this goes and. Uh, and I'll be excited to watch you know talk college football uh, all the way leading up to it and this season's gonna be awesome. Uh, oh let's I think it's time to take a break here uh, on the block uh, and uh, let's take a Let's talk about this coming up next. The Rams uh, just signed another big contract, and people are starting to get upset what, how much money does the Rams have? How's this salary cap deal working? Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. Andrew Brandt, a former vice president of player finance and general counsel of the Packers, joined the Pat McAfee show and broke it down a little bit. Uh, we won't completely dive into uh, the salary cap and stuff like that. Obviously, he can detail that a little bit more if you want to reach out to that, but uh, it was interesting. So we'll kind of break that down and talk about if the Rams are in dynasty position or if they'll fade away. After all, they were a four seed last year going into the playoffs. We'll take a quick break on the block and be back. Talk about that stuff coming up next year on 93.7